0: You're listening to the Epic Living Podcast with Jim Simcoe. I'm Jim Simcoe, and I'm here to help you make your life epic. So let's get rolling. Hey, this is Jim Simcoe. Welcome to the podcast, April 30th, 2015. Hope you guys are all doing well. And uh, this is kind of a, uh, a podcast I was actually wasn't even planning on recording, but I started thinking about a few things today um, when I got up and I wanted to get them on paper and then get this episode out right away. And so the topic today is all about personal leadership and really what is personal leadership and how do you establish personal leadership and how do you really make your own personal leadership work for you in your life? So let's get going. Um, so, the very first thing is is really at the end of the day, what is personal leadership? and, and here here are just sort of my definitions of it. Um, I really believe that personal leadership is the power to control your own life, the power to control your own destiny, to control your own happiness. So how you live your life is directly is in direct relation to how happy you are. So really, this is personal le- leadership is all about the ability to get things done in the way you want to get them done and and doing the things that you wanna do. It also means that it's it's the power to establish a legacy in the world. So I've talked about this before and I'll do another episode here soon about legacy. And legacy is really like, what are you leaving in the world when you're gone? How is the world gonna be a better place because, of your, uh, because you are here? So, and that's something that happens on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and an annual basis. That's not just something that uh, we look back on at the end of our life and say, okay, uh, you know i 'm going to leave a legacy now it doesn 't We are all working on our legacies um, every day. and the question really isn 't whether or not you have a legacy um, or not. The question is, is what kind of legacy do you have so anyway, personal leadership is also the desire to help others like how are you helping other people in the world, which actually goes along with with uh, the legacy question you know how are you helping others in the world? And, and and really at the end of the day, personal legacy is all about how you choose to live your life. You know, are you going balls out? Are you really doing everything you can to have an awesome life? Or are you living a life of quiet desperation? You know, are you someone who just kinda like toils through your day and and you know, sits in a cubicle all day, hates your job, hates your life? Um, I sincerely hope that you're not. And and my guess is that if you're listening to this listening to this podcast right now, that you're probably not a person who hates every aspect of their life. And and honestly, if you are, keep listening because hopefully we can help you change some of that. So anyway, those are some of the factors of personal leadership and really what it means and how you manage yourself, how do you manage your mindset and how do you how do you live and run your life. And and here's the thing, um, there's a couple of things. If you're gonna start, if you start working on personal leadership, because I, I really do believe that um, it's a topic that you can work on, it's a skill that you can develop. But you got to start somewhere, right? And you got to start with certain beliefs and certain things in mind. So here's what I would always tell uh, tell where I would always tell you to start. I would start with two beliefs. the The first belief is that the future can be better for me. So believe that the future can be better than your current situation. That's the very first thing. And then the second thing to believe is to believe that you have the power to make it happen. So I have the power to make this happen. So I believe the future can be better, and then I have the power to make this happen. And and, and you really need those two beliefs. You really need to start there um, when you're beginning a journey on developing your personal leadership and really um, trying to make your life epic in every way. Start there. So believe that the future can be better and believe that the power to make, that you have the power to make it happen. Now, the number one key in my personal opinion um, I've studied a lot of leadership, uh, a lot of leaders in my life. I've been a, uh, a leader in various facets in in, in both business, home, uh, friends, family, what have you. And and I really believe at the end of the day, no matter who you talk to, the number one key to personal leadership is self-esteem. So and, and what and there are three elements to that. So you have to believe in yourself. So you got to be able to believe in yourself and believe in who you are as a person. And that comes with part of that comes with just loving yourself and loving who you are right now. The the other part of that, number two, is that you got to be able to believe that you can do it. Okay, so you got to be, you got to believe that you've got the skills and the abilities to make it work and to make it happen. You got to be able to believe you can do it. And then also, you got to believe that you deserve it, right? Like, you got to believe that you're good enough and you're worthy enough to deserve it. And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. So anybody who knows me knows that I'm a football fanatic and I play in an old man football league, old man, uh 35 and older football league um and I have for you know almost 10 years now. So a couple of years ago our team our team made it to the Super Bowl. And in in our league the Super Bowl, you know, you you play and it's a 6 on 6. You know, it's a six on six, one game, winner takes all for the trophy. So we were playing a team that was was way better than we were, right? So they were, you know, they were way better than we were. Plus, we had a couple guys on our team who are hurt. So it just was, it was just the situation where, you know, it couldn't have been any worse for us. And so we're walking out to the field. The name of our team is the Bearcats. We're walking out to the field. And one of the other guys on their team, on the, on the team that we're about to play, his name is, I still remember, you know, he's a local guy here. His name is Brett. He's a Nice guy. Um, he kind of like sidles up next to me and he's like, you know, he's like, you know what? We're just going to destroy you guys. Like you shouldn't even be on this field right now. And, you know, he said that and I was just like, in my head, I was like, all right, dude, let's go. Let's get this going right now because I'm ready to go. Um And the interesting thing about that game is, is that even though we were outmatched and even though, you know, we really didn't have any chance at all winning, we actually won the game. And I think I had three touchdowns and made some plays on defense. And the thing about it was, was that for me, personal leadership that day meant that I needed to lead my team. I needed to step up. Everyone else was hurt. And if it was going to happen, it was going to happen because of me. And at that point in time, I remember thinking like, look, I can do this, like, these odds suck, and I'd much rather be on that other team right now because they've got all the skill players, and we're down, half our guys are hurt. Um, but I really believed that we could do that we could do it. I believed in myself. I believed that we I could do it. And I also believed that I deserved it. I also believe it was like, look, you know, I've played five months of this season, I'm one of the best guys out here, and I deserve to win a Super Bowl. There's no reason that I shouldn't win a Super Bowl. And, and so it was just an interesting thing when you look at it and look at like that aspect of personal leadership, you know, for me in that example, um, it was key for me to know, you know, to believe in myself and believe that I could actually do, you know, accomplish this goal and believe that I deserve it. And the end of the day, you know, despite, you know pretty ridic- pretty ridiculous odds we actually won the game and won the super bowl and i have i have that trophy sitting on my desk and it's always a nice reminder it's a nice reminder of that guy saying you guys have no chance we're going to destroy you and it's a nice reminder of, of knowing like okay when you put your mind to it and you put your personal leadership on the line you can achieve huge wonderful things but you got to believe in yourself and you really have to have the self-esteem to do it. And, so, and that leads me to my next, my next topic. So I really do believe that when it comes to personal leadership, so much of this is self-motivated and driven by ourselves. And, and so what I would challenge you to do is to be your own guru. So there are a lot of people, I see a lot of people in the world, especially where we live. We live in Southern California. We live in Encinitas, which is a great place. Love it. But there's a lot of like, guru lunacy here where there's always some new guru popping up that people follow, whether it's a yoga guy or, you know, a uh, uh, meditation woman or whoever it is There we see, I see a lot of people following these gurus sort of blindly. And, and I think the logic there is that they believe that, Hey, someone else has all the answers and I'm not, and I'm not capable of doing it alone. I need to, I need to be a disciple of this person And do everything that uh, they say, and then my life will be great. And I think that for some people, you know, that's probably a decent solution. Um, and I don't begrudge those people at all. I think it's great. But I, I would also challenge you to like, look, be your own guru, like develop your own values and your own belief systems. Um, you know, the early philosophers did it, you know, Parmahansa Yogananda. Um, I don't know that he followed too, too many people. He developed his own system. So did Socrates and Plato and Jesus Christ and Mohammed and Allah. I mean, you, you name all the great uh, uh, gurus or leaders in the world, gods in the world, and most of them developed their own path and most of them you know blaze their own trail so i would suggest that you do the same thing i think that we as people uh, can get very subservient and very and very much think like oh, okay i need to follow this guru or you know that person has all the answers so i'm going to just follow them and when no i think that we're all we're all smarter than that and i think that we're all capable of coming up with those um capable of coming up with those answers on our own or with help and i'm not saying that you shouldn't you know, follow anybody or, you know, you shouldn't listen to the teachings of, of any of the people I mentioned or anybody else who would be seen as a guru status in your life. What I am saying is that you should be able to learn from them and really customize and take their knowledge and bring it into your life. Um, so like, as an example, like Oprah, as a, you know, as a, for me, Oprah, I think Oprah's great. And while I have probably nothing or very little in common with Oprah. Um, and I'm probably not her target market. There are definitely things that I can learn from Oprah and that I have learned from Oprah in her example and how uh, and, and in her message. Now, I'm not someone who follows her on a regular basis. I don't. But um, I can still learn from her. So I think the idea here is to keep your mind open and realize that you can learn from all these people around you. But you don't necessarily have to follow um, a guru blindly. Uh, to really be successful and, and establish your own level of personal leadership. So be your own guru, develop your own system, develop your own value system and and see where that takes you. It's a lot of fun, I think it's a lot of fun. Now, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you a quote, one of my favorite quotes, I love this quote from John Maxwell, Anybody says is the difference between pessimists, optimists, and leaders. Pessimists complain about the wind. Optimists expect it to change, and leaders adjust the sails. And I think that's a very uh, apropos quote for our times. And that you see, you know, you run into people who are very pessimistic, and they're always complaining about something. Um, I don't have a lot of those people in my life, just because when I when I'm around people who are super pessimistic, I'm, I'm a uh, I'm definitely a product of my environment. So I find that when I'm around people who are pessimistic and just negative, that gets me pessimistic and negative. So I stay away from those people at all costs. Uh, optimists, you know, I, I'm surrounded by optimists, which is great, and that they're you know, they're great people to be around. I would say that I'm an optimist, but I think that the big thing here is to be a leader. So the four and agreements again, like the quote is, says, you know, uh, pessimists complain things. about the wind. So the first one is to be impeccable with your word. Change, and, and The, the second one, the only to take, ones is don't take any kind of action. And they're the ones the changing sales. Don't make a The third one is like so take action. action. Do your best. Make sure that you're taking action. The first one is being needs to take Being impeccable done what you're trying to get So this is all about speaking with integrity. Really, I want to talk a little bit about a book. Um, one of my favorite really books of all time, honest with you. you've probably heard and of I think it that before, but it's got some really great uh, personal supply these days in typical it. world. And that, and that most book is called The Four Agreements by Don, other people Louise, want and The Four Agreements. Want to I want to say that I've read times, this book, you, know, you're, you, God, you don't know a maybe 10 years ago, honesty. From and people. it really struck um, me by and when you how do, it's really its refreshing. Was, and I think it's really awesome how all encompassing it's. A lighter and how, it. no and how so I was having lunch with one my just really a lot of the other day. Nicole a, McGrath you know, applies and we to talking about every aspect of your life. Uh, you know, we were, somehow her, the topic of her husband came up, and so i asked. I asked her. I said, "Well, does he play basketball?" And so she laughed and she said, "You know, are you kidding me? He doesn't. He doesn't play basketball. He's your height." Cause you know, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. I'm just under five, nine. So uh, I just found that to be really, you know, refreshingly honest, like in, in even though, you know, she wasn't, um, you know, trying to hurt my feelings or anything. And she didn't, she's just being honest, you know, like she was just talking without a filter. And I find that so rare in our world that, you know, people just don't talk without filters and people aren't, aren't uh, usually that honest. So uh, I love you, Nicole, you're the best. Um, The other thing around that being impeccable with your word, is it also means like keeping your commitment. So if you say you're gonna do something, then you do it. And for me, this is a big one when it comes to work. And this is how I judge people, um, whether they work for me or I work with them. I, I, you know, if we have a meeting at nine o'clock and they show up at 10 past nine, even though they committed to nine o'clock, it may not seem like a big thing, but what it tells me is like their word isn't as important to them, as my word is to me, so you really need to think about like being impeccable with your word, so you only um, say what you 're willing to do and I think what the cool thing about this is it really gives you a lot of freedom because what that means is like if you 're impeccable with your word then you 're not going to just make these blind uh, promises to people because you know that you 're not going to fall through them and I know that in the past i you know i've been i 've been in that situation and i 've Uh, you know, in the need to always wanting to please uh, please other people, I've said things that I didn't mean and made promises that I knew I was going to break. And, you know, it just sucks. Like it sucks. It sucks that I felt like I had to do that. And it sucks that, you know, those people had to deal with the the ramifications of me not being truly honest with them. So this one was really hard for me, but I, I find it to be a really, really strong thing um, and a great message is to really be impeccable with, you, with your world with your word speak with integrity and really say only what you mean and and I think that that's that 's uh, that concept of brutal honesty now the second one is is also really cool it says don 't take anything personally so this is all about being immune to the opinions and actions of others because really at the end of the day that 's their reality it 's not yours and um, Marcus Aurelius the uh, uh, Roman uh, 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 general slash philosopher had said something similar along those lines. Like his, his, uh, he said something to the effect of, you know, the best revenge is to never act at the level of your enemy. So basically, you know, you don't take anything personally. You don't stoop to someone else's level. Um, Cause you really don't know what's going on with other people. I've had, I've had times where, you know, I've been in an argument with people and, and I'm, and, you know, going back and forth and, you know I find out that something else was going on in their lives. And, you know, you're not, you're just not in control of anyone else's reality, but ours. So it's, it's, it would be foolish for us to take things personally from other people because we don't know what's going on with them. We don't know what their reality is and it's not ours. So, don't take things personally no matter what someone says and so what someone's someone does to you. just be if you're able to be immune to others opinions and and their actions to an extent you'll find that's an incredibly freeing thing and that's something that's just a wonderful thing um, to be is if you can be uh, in a situation where you don't take anything personally the third thing is to it says don't make assumptions so this is all about really really clear communications and this is it means that you have the courage to ask questions if you don't understand what someone's saying. And you also have the courage to say what you really, really want. So um, I can tell you an example from my own life. And, you know, as an example, in, in my own life, I can tell you, you know, um, like in my marriage, there's definitely been times when by uh, being really honest and clearly communicating with Kelly what I want um, has worked out fantastic, you know because she's not a mind reader she doesn't know exactly what i want and by you know having the courage to say like hey here are the things that i want and here's what i'm you know what i'm uh willing to accept and what i'm not willing to accept and having that clear com- that clear level of communication was really really beneficial for both of us so it's i think it's really important that you don't make assumptions about what the other person is feeling and i used to do this with you know again going back to my marriage like or Uh, you know, used to do this with her. And I just assumed she felt certain ways about certain things. And then when I would ask her about it afterwards, you know, she she didn't feel like that at all. And I was completely wrong, which, you know, as any guy who's been in a relationship for more than 13 seconds will tell you, you know, we're usually wrong about what we think our women want and or need at any given moment. Um, uh, Which reminds me of a funny book I saw in a bookstore once and said like, it was like, you know, everything guys know about women. And this is a really thick book and you open it up and, and every page is blank. So I think that that's very apropos in in many ways. Uh, but anyway, so going back is like, the big thing here is don't make assumptions, communicate really clearly to avoid misunderstandings, avoid drama and avoid hassle. So the more you can avoid misunderstandings, drama and hassle in your life, the more epic your life will be. And then the fourth agreement is to really always do your best. So I think this is a key one. I think that this is one that people gloss over. I think that a lot of times we think like, okay, I'm going to do my best when this big thing comes up. But what about doing your best on, on a daily basis? What if we actually did our best in every single thing that we did? How are our lives changed? Well, I think one of the things is like, you'd really avoid self-judgment. You'd really avoid self-abuse and you'd you totally avoid regret. Because here's the thing, the, at the end of the day, if you're doing your best in whatever whatever the, the thing is that you're doing, you can't have regret. So going back to my example of playing in the Super Bowl, you know, like I played my ass off in that game. And had we lost that game, I'd have no regrets. I just wouldn't, cause I did the very best I could. There was not, there would have been nothing else I could have done. Nothing else that could have happened during that game. I, that just was like, that was the best I could have ever done. So always do your best. Um, I highly, highly recommend this book, The Four Agreements by Don uh, Miguel Ruiz. It will change your life. It'll probably take you about two hours to read the thing. It's, it's a, just a great book. So final thoughts about leadership and personal leadership. You know, there are leaders all around us in our world that serve as examples for us, whether um, uh, you see them on a regular basis or not, but I think some of them are they show us that shining light and they show us of what's possible and they show us the possibility of personal leadership. Like, you know, if you look at like president Obama and everything he's done to give health care to everyone in the country and what he's done for gay rights, Now, no matter what side of the political, um, uh, line you fall on, whether you're a liberal, um, uh, a Republican, a Democrat, you know, a staunch tea party or, um, Although I'm assuming if you're a staunch tea party they're probably not listening to this podcast, uh, but no matter where you fall on on the on the uh, on their spectrum, I think one thing you you would you could admit is that President Obama has really done a great job in leadership and has really taken on really tough topics that other people have failed at, and he's been largely successful um, you know so i like I like that example Tom Brady is another one Tom Brady is the um quarterback for the New England Patriots, if you don't know. And he was a he was a sixth round draft pick, which means he was one of the last people picked out of college uh, to go into the pros. And in his first time at uh, Gillette Stadium, which is where the Patriots play and where they practice, he ran into the owner, Robert Kraft, and he, and he was passing him in the hall. And he said, you know what? I'm the best decision this franchise has ever made. He was confident. He believed in himself. He believed he could do it. He believed he had the tools. And he's won four Super Bowls and he's been to the playoffs like, you know, 12 or 13 out of 14 years, something like that. So, and this is a guy who is not a physically imposing guy. This is not a guy who's super fast. I mean, I think I could outrun him probably, um, but he works really hard. He's the You know, it sounds like he's the first guy in the building for practice. He's the last one to leave. Um, Patriots won the Super Bowl a few months ago and they just uh, reported back for, uh, organized team activity. So literally the first time they could get back to, uh, get back to work. And, uh, there's a story in a local paper about how, you know, everyone else on the team who was coming to these voluntary workouts, you know, kind of showed up sleepy eyed, you know, late morning kind of came in to get ready to work. And Tom Brady was the first person in the building. He was there at seven o'clock and, uh, and, You know, everyone was like, you know, he's ready to roll. This is a guy who just won a Super Bowl. He's got a supermodel wife. He's got kids. So he's an interesting example of leaders in the world. Like the guy, just believes he can do it, and he doesn't care about his limitations. And he just elevates the performance everybody of everybody around him. Um, Another leader, which you know you wouldn't necessarily think of this person as a leader on a regular basis, is Angelina Jolie. You know, Angelina Jolie, besides being married to Brad Pitt. It works with the UN. So she works with the United Na- Nations Refuge- Refugee Agency, and she's done that since 2001. And she's done like 50-something field missions to like Iraq, Syria, Pakistan. And her her one of her causes is all about making the villagers' lives better and to ending, ending rape. So ending rape in the village. Um, so she's very unapologetic in her leadership style, she also recently had a double mastectomy that she talked about openly before the surgery um, in the New York Times. And you know, her her whole thing was that you know, like she was at an elevated risk for breast cancer, so she had a double mastectomy. So it takes courage to do those things, and there's a certain level of leadership uh, and personal belief and personal leadership you have to have to be able to do that. And so she's really, I think, a great example of of someone who is a really, really strong leader right now. And you know, at the end of the day, leadership to me is a skill that you can develop. This is not something that you're necessarily born with. Um, this is just like the public speaking talk uh, I talked about earlier. A couple episodes again, like leadership can be developed. You you can work on it. And, and the cool thing about leadership, I think, is that <clears throat> it really gives you freedom. You know, I can tell you from my own life. Um, several months ago, uh, several months ago, a couple of years ago, excuse me. Um, I, it's a very long story, but basically a, a private equity company out of another country gave me $15 million to do green building all over, all over the U S. So I built a team, put a team together and we started doing it. And after about four or five months of doing it and working with this international company, i found that my value system really didn't resonate with their value system. And they were very nice guys, super nice guys. Evan was a great guy. Um, but, uh, you know, in that, in that sense, like it really just wasn't working out. So I gave them their money back. So I said, you know, and I quit. And I said, like, I can't, you know, I can't work like this anymore. So the idea here is that because my uh, values and beliefs were so strong, and I was so comfortable in them, luckily, um, it gave me the freedom to walk away from a huge paycheck. It gave me the freedom to say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go do what I want to do, because I can't work and or live like this. And that's one of the cool things about, personal leadership is that when you really have it developed, it gives you so much freedom in your life and it gives you the ability to have an epic life. And really, that's my goal. You know, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. God, I mean, I'm not doing it for the money. You know, uh, (laughs) I was going to do something for the money. I probably would have kept the 15 million. But my goal with this podcast and everything I write and what I do and coaching and events is if I can help you with your personal leadership, if I can help you make your life more epic, then, then really, at the end of the day, that's something that's part of my legacy. And that's part of something that I'm creating and something that I'm doing to help the world become a better place, you know? So I'm not, you know, uh, I'm in this for you. I'm in this for me and and I'm really in it for the long haul. So I really appreciate you listening. Um, If you want, you can go to iTunes and check out this podcast and leave a review. Reviews are always welcome. I love hearing the reviews or reading the reviews. So uh, thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you want more information, check out my website at jimsimcoe.com, C O ecom for more updates and some free guides to help you make your life epic. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks.